At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right. Thanks again for joining me today. I'm very excited to be sitting down with Hrabren Bankov, better known as Marketing Harry. He is a social media marketer with a unique and bold approach, leveraging your social media to build an audience, to build a fan base, uh, to build a tribe. Um, I'm going to let Harry speak about uh, why he's chosen his name, but a little bit of background he has built out uh, an enormous Instagram following. He runs uh, a marketing agency, and it's not your typical Instagram following. He focuses on the B2B, business-to-business content niche, which is extremely hard to create effective content that's engaging on, um, on an image-first platform like Instagram. He's gone from, uh, and he'll probably correct my numbers, but zero to over 100,000 followers on Instagram um, starting about 10 months ago which is extremely impressive considering how mature Instagram is as a platform and how hard it is and difficult it is for people to grow on. So I'm going to uh, let Harry speak about, first of all, you know, his background, um, his career, moving into uh, working and building his own agency. I'm going to let him speak about his Instagram success, his formula for success, how he combines different elements of uh, psychology, um, creative, to really create something that... Um, is, is sort of leading the way in terms of B2B Instagram marketing and not just Instagram marketing, just B2B marketing in general. So Harry, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate you taking the time and sort of dissecting, you know, your career and your strategy. Thank you so much. It is truly a pleasure speaking to like-minded individuals about topics, which I am passionate about. And on the topic of passions, my biggest passion in life is being brave enough to stand out from the competition. And this has actually been the key to my Instagram growth as well. Yes, in the beginning, you go through a process of iterations, failures, finding what your brand stands for. But as soon as you get over that period, then it is incredibly important to be brave enough to get off uh, your high horse and get off any mask that you might be wearing and show your true self. People like calling this authentic. I like calling it being brave. And mm -hmm. this a huge reason for why I chose my name is actually my real name, which literally translated in Bulgarian means bravery. Krabren means bravery. And I have utilized this personal capability of mine and amplified in every single element of my social media presence. Touch points such as my visual identity, the red colors I use, the textures that I use, the imagery that I use, which is quite provocative, and my tone of voice as well. So I have been optimizing everything from the beginning in order to cater to my bigger vision. And a large portion of my following, which right now is called the Brave Ones, has found this va valuable. They have resonated with my point of view, and based on that, I have been able to grow exponentially. You actually completely nailed my numbers. I grew from zero to 100,000 followers in less than 10 months. 
And keep in mind, this is keeping an engagement rate, which is well above average, both in terms of likes and overall metrics such as saves and shares. Okay, so this is, um, you touched on a lot of stuff and this is like a, a marketer's dream because you, you spoke on, um, you spoke on building it a tribe, a community, you spoke on authenticity, you spoke on um, having that vision and everything you're doing basically built from the, you said Bulgarian yeah. translation of your name is driving everything down to the tone in your messaging to the colors, I'm assuming even like the font styles, like it's all exactly. trying to, you have this, you have this image in mind. This is impressive, very, very impressive. I didn't know that it went this deep, but I'm glad it does because we're gonna get into that in a second. So before we go into that, cause that's a lot to unpack. Okay, your career, right now you have your agency. What's what's the name of your agency? Brave Marketing. Brave so you Marketing. Can see that yeah. there is overlapping in, the, in that as well. Yeah. Okay, so what did you do before your agency that led you to where you are now? Yeah. Great question. So my backstory is that ever since I was a young child, I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs who had all kinds of businesses, most of them offline because it was over 15 years ago. And what I saw was that my parents, just like me, they got bored from a certain business quite quickly. So they built a certain business. In the building phase, it was offline games. It was quite exciting for them, but as soon as it started scaling, they lost interest and they started pursuing something else. <laughs> and because this is something that I saw growing up, I turned out the same way. From the age of 10 years old, I began hustling in different entrepreneurial ventures. I started front-end developing. This was my first passion. I created a couple of websites and then I got bored. I began working in different mediums, such as marketing, learning about branding, and keep in mind, I was 11 at that time. I created <laughs> mock-up projects and every single thing that caught my attention, including e-commerce and including some more traditional business routes, just lost it for me. And then something clicked. I was at the startup event in which you had 72 hours to create a startup from zero. And in that short period of time, as most started, all startup owners know, you have to fill out as many roles as possible. So I went from first idea generation, building the product, through marketing and visualizing the product, and I fell in love in marketing because I had the ability to touch points with a whole wide range of different businesses. So for example, right now I can help personal brands scale on uh, social media. I can also help B2B brands trying to, for example, sell their software. And this diversify, uh, diversification of my clients enables me to stay immersed and find even new ways to dominate the social media playground because I am constantly finding new ways, new clients, new industries in which I can thrive. So this has been my journey. At 17, I formed my agency. At 19, I began working with UNICEF, FEMA, Cambridge Coaching. And right now, in I actually turned 21 tomorrow. That's why we Jesus, have to you're reschedule. So young. I didn't realize you were so young, man. That's incredible. So this way you're like entrepreneur all like basically since you were like 10 years old, you've never, yeah. you never did that route where you went into a company and then no. you pivoted or you just full in at 17, you started an agency. Yeah, actually before that, I, I started uh, working with us. Uh, I began a startup actually with my friends that failed miserably as most startups uh, fail. I, be, I worked for a short period of time at an, as an intern. Again, I then went to a partner position in that digital marketing agency, but I got bored. Mm -hmm. I wanted to create something meaningful for myself. And that's why not 17, I began my social media agency career. I created my first agency. Of course, it felt miserably at first, I was just able to scrape a few clients locally at the time. And currently I'm working with experts from almost every field imaginable in almost every single continent in the world, six out of seven. Unfortunately, right now you can't sell anything to penguins in Antarctica. So that is the only continent that <laughs> I'm not on. Now, when, when, um, when penguins get uh, Instagram, then I'm sure you'll be right yeah. there because uh, you're obviously, you're doing something right, but you've been doing this. So starting at 17, you've been doing this now. Uh, so you've been doing this since 17. So what's it? Seven, eight, nine. So like yeah. five years now. 
um, uh, give or take. And, you know, it's obviously difficult to start, but now I see your progress and the strategy that you've built out for yourself to be exponentially better than I would say like 95, 99% of agencies. Like there's not a lot of agencies that really walk the walk. There's not a lot of agencies, social media agencies that can build out their own audience than their own community. They generally just fall into this really low bar, like the, the the barrier to entry for B2B social content is just so low. And they sort of just fill that gap in providing like a, maybe a slightly different perspective on B2B social content. B2B content in general is just, I find horrible for most people, for most big brands, they don't do it well, right? They, they're yeah. sort of like, it's this boring, they're posting links, they have this monotone voice. Yes, they have a, they have a really recognizable brand, but they're not doing anything innovative. They're not stirring emotion. I think people are afraid to do too much yeah. outside of what is considered to be a B2B norm in, in social media. So you've done this for yourself, sort of self-taught, right in theory exactly yeah so I how actually did you have... learn how did you learn yeah. how to do better than agencies that have uh ceos that have been doing it for 20 30 years how did you learn how to do this so well yeah so i actually have a couple of different backgrounds of course i talked about my childhood my entrepreneurial parents which contributed a huge margin to who i am as a person right now but I actually have a bachelor degree in computer science as well, which I took for two years instead of four. And I am quite intrigued by human psychology. So I've been utilizing every single source of my background as an inspiration and combining it into something which stands out for me, which is data plus human psychology and user behavior into something which enables you to basically take something which, as you mentioned, is quite boring, understand the roots of it, and based on that, translated in a language which stands out from the competition. So for me, the biggest thing has been, because I am so young and because no one has any expectations of me, it is quite easy for me to think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I do believe that most businesses get everything wrong. When they are in the business and the building stages, the initial stages of their business, most businesses succeed because the owners are so passionate. And this is something which I have seen in my childhood. The businesses of my parents succeeded because people and clients were able to form personal connections with my parents. And most businesses nowadays have really enthusiastic founders. So for example, Facebook is an example of that. Mark Zuckerberg had a passion about what he was doing. And with time, he was able to scale that passion in a business which made sense in terms of economics. But you have to be able to find first a founder which is passionate about what he is doing. And then if you are able to translate his language and place that at the front front of your brand, then you're going to be succeeding. Mm -hmm. And right now, most brands are really scared of that. Uh, Only a couple of brands such as, let's say, Amazon, Tesla and Facebook are utilizing this principle. Steve Jobs was one of the iconic founders as well with Apple, but since his passing, Apple has lost its touch in that regard. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that most businesses have everything backwards. They start with the key to their success, which is the, their founder, the passion of the founder, the human communication, which most people are seeking, the emotion, as you mentioned. And then they add different business elements suffocating that human emotion, which people are a lot more likely to connect with. Mm-hmm. I... Whilst the winning formula is actually reverse. You start with something which is a business foundation. So making sure you have, for example, the right business model, making sure that your idea is scalable, and then you add the personal touch of the founder or of the whole company culture, which you can amplify and people can connect with. And I do believe that this is the winning formula on social media, because at the end of the day, social media is all about being social. Mm -hmm. And I think that obviously you're doing that well on Instagram. And I'm going to ask a question about Instagram in a second. Um, But everything you mentioned makes sense in theory. And you have seen some businesses, like I mentioned, not many, and I think you'll agree with me, not many are doing it right, but some businesses do it well. Like if you look at 
for example, um, Morning Brew on Twitter or yeah. even Fast on Twitter. They're, they're killing it right now. Um, AH Refs is doing very well on, on YouTube. Um, they provide a, like a lot of educational content. Uh, I was looking at um, even like blogs, like certain blogs, like HubSpot has a killer yeah. blog, like Mark Robert's putting out all this educational content. So you do see some examples of people that are, are living what you've, you've said in their content on different social platforms, but not many on Instagram. Instagram seems to be the one thing that nobody could really get right in B2B. So why did you go into it? Why didn't you just try and yeah. replicate on another platform and just kill it on Twitter or YouTube? Yeah. And this has to do again with my ability to merge different fields. So I have a passion of designing. That is why I went into front-end development uh, in the beginning of my career. And I also have a passion to, for teaching. And Instagram made the most sense in terms of the content format. So I am utilizing carousels, which are basically 10 single images combined into a whole, whole story. And I am making sure that they are appealing to the type of user which is on Instagram, which in most cases is seeking something visually appealing as well. So Instagram made sure that I, I made sure with Instagram that I'm combining my passions, visual and data driven approaches. And at the same time, it would be a huge mistake not to mention that I also noticed the trend with those carousels. Chris Doe and Misko, so they, these are creators which started the carousel trend, Michael Janda as well. So I noticed the exponential growth and results that they are seeking. And I was one of the first to actually implement this successfully again. So I, I am probably wave two or even wave three of the this carousel trend on Instagram, which is working fabulously up until now as well. Yes, I think it, I think you've nailed it. There are some big names um, that have that have definitely sort of set set the bar for Instagram content. I would actually I would include you as one of those. You know, you're very humble saying you're wave three, but you're right. There are some other large names that are doing it quite well. Um, but you're also you're also doing it like you know before we're talking uh, before we started recording. You said you're also doing it on LinkedIn. So yeah, it's not just it's not just Instagram. You're finding a way to visually represent business content. So visually representing business content is great. And in a carousel format, like you mentioned, it's obviously working well, but there's other components that you mentioned when you were first starting to talk about bravery, your brand, your vision. Yeah. So what, what are the ingredients? Cause it's not just putting images. Cause I see a lot of carousels now that actually yeah. don't do quite well. Um, and Chris is definitely leading the way. So definitely when he puts something out, people like, uh, and if, you know, people are listening, uh, at the Chris Doe, is one of the people that um, Harry just referred to, he sort of started putting these out on Instagram. So he has some momentum. When he puts something on his page, um, it's designed well, but he already has a great audience. There's a lot of people now that yeah. are trying to build out audiences with carousels, even myself included. I try and put together my own. They don't have the same reaches as you. I haven't built out my audience with carousels. So I'm still trying to figure out what works best for me. But um, for you, you sort of figured out this formula or these ingredients that work that have brought you from zero to hundred K I'm sure a lot of other people started 10 months ago as well and don't have a hundred thousand followers. So what are those ingredients that you figured out? Work? Yeah. So one of the main things which I knew from the beginning is key on standing out on any social media platform and actually dominating it is finding your unique positioning. And something which obviously I began since the beginning was trying to find ways to fill a gap in my marketplace. So I was studying competition and at the same time, I was studying user behavior on Instagram. How I was doing it? Well, quite simply, going on hashtags, going on my competitors' pages, for example, Chris Doe, studying what their audience is commenting and what they are not seeing. I just want to take a moment and thank the sponsor of our show, Vidyard. As a sales and marketing executive, I have used Vidyard and I was super happy when they reached out. What is Vidyard? Vidyard is the easiest, most powerful video solution that allows you to create videos, host them ad-free, share them with others, and track their performance. You could be recording videos for sales or marketing campaigns. This is about connecting your business, humanizing your business, 
and reaching out to your customers or your prospects in a way that allows you to communicate a message that is meaningful, authentic, and human. I've implemented Vidyard, used it in my sales and marketing campaigns with my teams and myself. You put a face to your name with the video. You record your face, your screen, or both. It could be used for prospecting, follow-ups, product demos. You upload, you embed these videos into email campaigns, landing pages. You can include interactive elements to personalize the video, increase engagement, add call to actions, and then of course you have to measure, make sure it's working. It's integrated with analytics. You can see how the video impacts your revenue, your demos, your meetings booked, your conversions, your sales. Vidyard is a game changer. It is a magic bullet when creating sales or marketing campaigns that will allow you to grow your business. I'm a huge proponent of selling and marketing through video, so I'm extremely excited that Vidyard set this up. Now, what is this gonna cost you to actually test this out? Absolutely nothing. Let me explain. So Vidyard set up a link for everybody listening to this podcast. Go to vidyard.com backslash Scott. If you go to vidyard.com backslash Scott, you can use Vidyard for free. They made this link. There's no promo code needed. Signing up is as easy as possible. Go to vidyard.com backslash Scott. You can use it completely free. Today, you can start using it, start integrating it into your sales or marketing or outreach strategy. And if you use this link, you will also get, as a bonus, their 2021 B2B Video Trends Guide that speaks about how to use video to grow your business. Vidyard has literally changed the game in terms of outreach, sales, and marketing. So do yourself a favor, especially because they're giving it to you for free. Hit that link, vidyard.com backslash Scott, and try it out. Most frequently. And then based on that, I was able to draw certain trends and certain structures, which I can then replicate in my content. And because I was doing this for five, 10 creators and their audiences simultaneously, I was able to draw inspiration from a lot of different sources and then combine it into something which is unique in its own. So this is probably the second method which you can utilize to stand out on any social media platform. Identify five to 10 influencers which are already doing well, find their trendy posts, see what their audience is not think about those posts and start replicating it in your content strategy. And I would say that method one is what we discussed in the beginning. Being mindful enough to notice what is either your biggest strength or biggest weakness. For me, my one of my biggest strengths has been my mentality of being brave, which comes from my name, and then amplifying it. So I use both method one and method two to stand out from the competition, which has been one of the fundamental lessons for me on social media because unless you find a way to stand out you are going to blend in and become a noise mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and when you when you when you stand out one one thing that you mentioned again previous to this was not just standing out but over teaching so out or yeah. out teaching rather the competition so how do you out teach the competition when you can only put so much content into a post or a carousel? Yeah. How do you choose what's relevant and what's not? Yeah. So I created several different mental models for myself, which I follow with every single piece of content, not only a carousel, but for example, my email newsletters or my LinkedIn posts, articles, my YouTube videos, every single piece of content which I put across my different mediums is optimized for these mental models. One of these mental models is making sure that at the end of this content piece, people have something applicable to try out. And the light bulb moment for me was when one of my comments, and that's why I absolutely preach connection with your community, because most of the time people have the vision which you don't have because they are looking from a different angle. Mm -hmm. And one of my comments actually mentioned that I want to try this right now. So if your content is driving people to want to try something immediately, so it's that practical, it's that implementable, then you have a right type of content. 
that is how you out teach your hmm. competition. It doesn't have to be a step-by-step process. Like for example, if you notice in our conversation previously, I gave a step-by-step process on how to study your competition. Mm-hmm. So this is one form of practicality, but you can also change the mindset of your users. So you can do this with something which is more of an inspirational, not as educational piece of content. So it's different ways, but the one thing they have in common is that you need to leave your audience with something simple and tangible that they can follow. Mm -hmm. That way, no one else can take away the value you just gave because people are already starting to implement what you're saying when they see that it works, they're building even more positive feelings about you. I like that. Um, I've, I've just, I like the way that you phrased out teach and I wanted to understand what that meant. And that makes a lot of sense. So stuff that you can immediately take away. And the other point that I wanted to touch on, um, we have sort of touched on this a little bit, but the psychology of, yeah. of the posts that you put out, the content you put out. So when you say you incorporate human psychology into your content. What does that mean? Yeah, exactly. So out teaching your competitors is actually one psychological factor just rephrased. Mm -hmm. It is the reciprocity factor. So the more you give, the more you will receive. I scratch your back, you scratch my back. So by out teaching your competitors and giving the most value in the marketplace. And again, value is subjective based on your Mm -hmm. audience. But by giving the most value in your marketplace, you're building the most positive feelings towards your brand as well. And this is the reciprocity principle. Right now, I'm giving so much value. The second I, for example, want to promote something like my newsletter, free ebook, my website, my YouTube videos, this podcast, people are going to be jumping on it because they already have in mind what kind of, uh, some kind of expectations that I've built through reciprocity with them. So this is just one of the many principles in psychology that I am utilizing daily. There are also different biases. For example, what's a version bias, which you can take advantage of by placing, let's say, highlights in your Instagram profile and optimizing those highlights for watch time. Because when someone checks your profile, they check your bio, they check your content, but they also check your highlights. And the more time you make people spend on your profile, the less likely they are to leave you without following you because they already, they say to themselves, okay, I spent five minutes already on this profile. It must be good. Mm -hmm. I don't want to waste those five minutes. So I'm going to follow him. So this is another example. I am also utilizing in my visual identity, a lot of elements which are capturing attention, stopping the scroll of the users, which are all connected to human psychology And my favorite field in psychology is actually evolutionary psychology. So for anyone interested in that, I definitely recommend a book called Seeking Wisdom from Darwin to Munger. So from Charles Darwin to Charlie Munger. Charlie Munger. Yeah. 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 Charles Munger. Yeah. Um, That's very interesting. Um, And I think that you you sort of dissected all the components. Now, there's a lot for somebody listening who has never really gone into uh, any sort of meaning or really given any thought to a meaningful Instagram strategy is like, Oh my goodness. Like the, the highlights, the, the copy, the call to action, profile picture, the vision and the brand and the color and the psychology and the, and the education and all my posts like that, that's a lot for somebody. So obviously, you know, yeah. well, besides hiring an agency like yours with the, that's a, a little plug, but, um, <laughs> what would be, what would be the things that somebody could do today? If you look at a yeah. very average B2B or business Instagram profile, they could immediately yeah. point them in the right direction. Yeah. So every, everything on Instagram growth comes down to two main elements, traffic and conversions, just like in the website. So you drive traffic to your profile, that's called profile visits. And you can quickly see your, um, the amount of profile visits you get in your insight. Right now at 100,000 followers, I get anywhere between 15,000 profile visits to 20,000 profile visits per week. And then conversions, meaning what amount of these profile visits, which aren't following you yet, turn into followers. And 
the first thing you need to do is identify if you have a traffic problem, meaning you don't get enough profile visits to your profile, or you have a conversion uh, problem, meaning that you don't convert enough profile visits into followers. So if you want to grow more, then you need to go back to this simple formula, traffic and conversions. Afterwards, for example, my conversion rate is above 35 to 50%. So at, let's say, 10,000 profile visits, I get around 5,000 net followers. So that's around 50% conversion rate. And the power of conversion rates is visualized quite easily. Imagine that you have 1,000 profile visits per week, which is quite average. From those 1,000 profile visits, would you prefer 500 followers or would you prefer 100 followers? And that's per week. When you multiply this by 52 weeks, so the weeks in one year, you see the big difference in the numbers that you're going to be mm -hmm. getting. Mm -hmm. That's a smart way of looking at it. So, so know that, your numbers first. You can't do anything with knowing your numbers. Yeah. And then after you reach a conclusion, if you have a traffic problem or a conversion problem, then it's quite easy. You need to either generate more traffic or find a way to optimize for conversions. Generating more traffic might mean improving your content. It might mean spending more time being social on social media. It might mean optimizing your posts for export page, hashtag pages. It might mean even optimizing them for the new search feature, which is coming to Instagram or creating different types of content, which are trendy right now, like carousels, reels. It might mean collaborating. So there are a lot of different ways to generate more mm -hmm. traffic, but you need to first identify if you have a traffic or a conversion problem. And afterwards, for the profile optimization, you need to show empathy for your users. And this is again where psychology comes into place. You need to to merge the technical elements, which is data-driven, and the human elements. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, every single social media platform has an algorithm. But the truth is that these algorithms aren't important at all, because the goal of the algorithm is actually to chase the user, because the user is constantly changing his preference, his behavior on the platform. So the algorithm's job is actually to catch up to the user. And most creators are stuck in the loop of catching up to the algorithm, meaning that they always stay one step mm -hmm. behind. That's why in my approach to social media, I try to combine both. I try to understand the algorithm and what he is seeking, but I also try to show empathy for the end user. And that way I'm not constantly chasing the algorithm, which is constantly changing, uh, chasing users. I'm going directly for the users and I'm going directly for the algorithm. Very good. I like your approach. I think that there's um, a lot that people can take away from how you approach social um, because that one point you made about uh, creators always chasing an algorithm, I think that that's something that you see quite a bit. Um, even on even yeah. on even on marketing forums um, and conversations with people that are relatively established marketers, uh, they're always trying to figure out the algorithm, trying to figure out the algorithm. Yeah. And that's all they're trying to optimize for, which like you said, is, is, is a hard thing to, to base your social, like your social strategy on. Um, yeah. Okay. So what I like to do, um, we have, there's a lot of good stuff that came out of this. I do like to finish these off with more questions about you as an entrepreneur and a creator, just some life lessons that you've learned over your career. But before I pivot, um, was there anything else that you wanted to bring up about, about marketing and I'll get all your socials and whatnot at the yeah. end. So don't worry about that. But uh, like your business, Instagram, creative content uh, strategy that we didn't touch on. Yeah. So the biggest thing is actually mindset. I do believe that growing on social media is 80% mindset and 20% knowing your technical elements. If you don't have the right mindset, no matter how much work you put in, no matter how well your understanding of social media is, you're going to mm -hmm. be failing. And that's actually where most business owners make the mistake. Yes, they might hire an agency, but one month after not seeing results with that agency, they are constantly going to be changing different agencies. And that's because they don't have the right mindset of patience. They're constantly probably comparing to competitors. And that is leading them in a rabbit hole, which as mentioned, no matter what kind of resources, 
or knowledge you might have if you don't have the right mindset and the right expectations, you're going to be failing miserably. So the biggest thing for me has been commitment, making sure that I commit to a certain schedule and a certain goal, because even though that my agency has been successful and that at the beginning of 2020, March 31st, when I began my journey on Instagram, Putting in 14-hour days on Instagram wasn't worth it for me. I was already established with my agency. I had clients like UNICEF, FEMA, Cambridge Quoting. So there was no point in me wasting so much time on an activity which didn't generate any revenue for my agency. But at the same time, I had the bigger picture in goal. I committed and I didn't quit, which is something that 90% of people make because you never know when you are going to be going viral. That's why you need to stick out, you need to commit. Of course, you need to know when to quit as well, but don't quit too early because your next post might have been viral and it might have changed your whole. Body. Yeah, it's, it's the balloon effect, right? So you, you know, you, you, exactly. see, you see marginal improvements over a year, two years, but then all of a sudden, all that cumulative effort it just yeah. explodes and and all of it, and then you get this incredible yeah. amount of traction and now that two years of where you got to two years is doubled in a month or two months or whatever um that's yeah. very important as well but it is important to know it is important to know when to quit but it's also important to not quit too soon that's right so it's that fine balance right that's a very good and mine's very good like very good. yeah like anything in life it's a balancing yeah. game very good okay um as an entrepreneur, as somebody who's built out a successful agency, somebody who wants to go and build an agency, there's a lot of agencies. What would be advice that you would yeah. give somebody going into entrepreneurship? Always find ways to over deliver because that's the best way of getting new clients. And David Ogilvy has said it the best. If you want more clients, the best thing you can do is focusing on the work you have right now on your desk. Because when you are over delivering, when you're treating the business of others like your own business and you're doing everything in your power and even above it in order to satisfy them, you can bet that they are going to tell their friends, that they're going to be telling their business partners and that your business is going to be growing exponentially. Up until 10 months ago, my whole business has been built on referrals. Yes, I was part of networking organizations such as BNI, but most of my business has come from referrals because I did a great job at something and people made sure to pay me back. Again, the reciprocity principle that we discussed a way back. Good advice. Um, a myth about either marketing or Instagram more specifically um, that you want to debunk. The biggest myth is that the algorithm has anything against you. And this can be said in life as well. Okay. I just wasn't meant to be great, or I just don't have work or everyone else just has more capability than me. No, the reality is that everyone has potential and everyone can make it work. They just need discipline, the right mindset and commitment. So. No, the algorithm doesn't have anything against you. No, you don't lack work. No, you have the right skills at your disposal. You just need to be brave enough to show them. Very good advice. Um, what's a, a resource? Could be a book, a person. You mentioned one, but you mentioned actually yeah. a few um, that you'd recommend people check out that have helped you on your journey. Yeah. So there are a lot of different resources. As a person who has been self-taught, the biggest advice that I can give to other people who are trying to learn a new skill has been first understand what kind of format you learn the best at. For example, it could be audio, it could be video, it can be written. So by understanding that you can actually cater every single resource and consume one, only one type of content because that's the most effective way for you to learn. So I will be giving resources for every single type of um, type of content consumption. The book that has influenced me the most has been Win Without Pitching Manifesto. So this is a book which is suitable for anyone growing an agency or who has client relationships with different businesses. So this is uh, the book that I recommend. The podcast which I recommend is Marketing School by New Patel. 
because he loves diving deep into the data elements and experimenting with different uh, different uh, cases, trying them out on his own and then reporting mm. back uh, as well as success <laughs> podcasts as well. And the video channel, which I recommend the most, especially for Instagram marketing has been, Hey, Dominic, and for creator business in general, the Chris Doe is my favorite, which with the future. Yeah, no, that's a, that's man. I asked for one resource and you just, that's awesome. Thank you. I actually have to <laughs> check out, I have to check out that book. So I've never read that book. I, I'm going to, yeah. It's a I've great one. It's yeah. really short and really okay, impactful. Good. That's another one to, to go Amazon or audible. Um, okay. Uh, a lesson you would tell your younger self. Even though you're already young, be patient. <laughs> no, no worries. No worries. I get that a lot. So the biggest thing would be be patient. Uh, yes, I, because I felt different startups and I had a lot of experience even before starting out and I felt a lot. I was, I had a certain amount of patience to me, but to be honest, the amount of mental strength that it was required in order to not compare myself to competitors in order to stay balanced and stay focused in order to not let the inner voices of doubt get to me was immense and it tired me it made me tired all the time so the biggest advice i would have would be just be patient don't quit and you shall win if you have this mentality in place then you can put unlimited resources and still feel motivated still feel excited to find new ways to improve and that's the way you make business and social media work for you as well because even right now at 100,000 followers I'm constantly trying to learn from my competitors, from my audience on how to improve and how to develop myself. Because you need to be brave enough to go out of your comfort zone, to be humble enough to admit that you're not perfect because no one is perfect. Perfection is subjective as well. And at the same time, be constantly learning new ways to improve, adapt, because the most adaptable truly survive. Tomorrow, Instagram might change their algorithm. Tomorrow, your government might uh, announce a new wall, which makes your business unoperational. Mm -hmm. So you have to find ways to adapt, survive, and commit to That's smart. And I think that that's something that, um, if anything, 2020 has taught us, right? It's a major, major disruption yeah, exactly. um, towards what we thought was comfortable and safe and jobs that we thought were comfortable and safe and business models we thought were comfortable and safe has been turned upside down. It's a very good, it's a very good thing to sort of keep with us. And, you know, hopefully things will get back to normal, but never to forget that, that, that you know, that you always have yeah. to be doing the, like learning and improving and being flexible in your approach. And that's really how you win. Um, great points. Uh, last question before we get all of uh, your socials and, and whatnot. Um, what does success mean for you? Success means sustainability and balance. I was, yes, I'm, I'm quite young, but a couple of years ago, when I was just starting my agency, I was at the point where in which I was overworking myself to the point in which I actually was hospitalized. And at that point, I realized that yes, my whole life up until now from 10 to 17, I have been constantly avoiding working for someone else creating a business of mine with the goal that this business will make me free. And at the same time, the amount of work I was putting myself through was restraining me. So for me, success means sustainability. There isn't any point in you making seven figures, eight figures, whatever your goal is, and then burning out and- Yeah, or ending up in the hospital. You need to have, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you need to have the mentality of the long-term game. This doesn't mean procrastinating, but it means taking smaller goals and enjoying life. Because at the end of the day, you create a business. So the business can work for you, not the other way around. Very smart. Very smart. Okay. Um, most importantly, where can people connect with you, your agency, social uh, websites, all of that? Thank you. 
So the best way for people to connect with me right now is my YouTube channel because I just started it out several days ago, meaning that I don't get uh, spammed with messages all the time and I can reply really swiftly. So marketing hurry, the handle is the same on LinkedIn, Instagram and YouTube, but the best way to connect with me would be okay, on my YouTube good. channel. And is there, you have your agency as well. Do you want to put the, that uh, website in the, in the show? Oh, okay. not really. My agency, yeah, my agency is found by the people who are brave enough to seek it. So I keep it wow. on the back end. Very my impressive. front end is definitely my. Yeah, so it is all you. referrals. You're you you are confident that well. Yeah, I guess you 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 uh, you you walk the walk because um, if you're getting all that traffic just from your own name, you're doing something right. So good job. I want to take a second and thank Indeed. They're a huge sponsor of the Success Story podcast. And as business leaders, we're all driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. It's to match with Indeed. Now, if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. You need to ditch the busy work. You need to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster, all the tools you need are in one spot. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent, fast and listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash clary just go to indeed.com slash clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash clary terms and conditions apply if you need to hire you need indeed this episode is brought to you by netsuite now as a business owner i always remember when my company hits a growth spurt it's great but then you realize that things start to break things are taking three times as long. Manual processes start to bury your team in paperwork and admin, and you really don't have one reliable source of data or truth to understand how healthy your business is. If this sounds familiar, you have to know three numbers. 37,000, that's how many businesses have upgraded to NetSuite, the number one cloud financial system. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year, that's 25 years streamlining accounting, inventory, HR, and more for growing companies and one, because your business truly is one of a kind, NetSuite gives you customized solutions so you can manage everything about your business in one place, from inventory to invoicing, one powerfully efficient system. I love having all of my data in one spot. NetSuite allows me to do that. It gives me the big picture so I can make smarter decisions, and they turn complex financials into understandable actionable insights. Right now you can get NetSuite's popular KPI checklist for free to help improve your business. It's designed to help you boost performance across key areas of your business. Go to netsuite.com slash Clary to download the checklist and see how one complete system can transform your growth. That's netsuite.com slash Clary. Get more control in your business with NetSuite. Just a quick question. Have you ever had one of those oh no moments when you realize that you accidentally deleted a huge file or worse, your whole computer dies? I know I have. It's happened to me a lot, but don't sweat it. The sponsor of today's episode, Backblaze, they have your back. It is unlimited backups for all your Macs, your PCs, or even your whole company. And it's really affordable, under a hundred bucks a year. If you're running a business, they take the stress out of protecting everyone's data. If you need more bells and whistles for compliance, so on and so forth, they have enterprise options too. Honestly, losing data sucks, but Backblaze makes getting it back easy. They have restored billions of files. They offer tons of restore options, including rapid recovery in an event of data loss or ransomware. And you can access your backed up data from everywhere and anywhere in the world using their web app, iOS, or Android apps. It's been recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9to5Mac, and tons more. And best, you can try it fully featured with no risk at backblaze.com slash story. They set up that link for all Success Story podcast listeners. 
That is a no-risk free trial at backblaze.com slash story. Seriously, back up your stuff. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all success story podcast listeners get 20% off your delete me plan when you go to join deleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout the only way to get 20% off is to go to join deleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout j-o-i-n-d-e-l-e-t-e-m-e.com slash success I want to thank Belay for sponsoring today's episode. They provide solutions that all of us need. They help us get back more of our time because time is the most precious resource. A lot of you listening are business leaders, entrepreneurs. You know that if you spend your time incorrectly, it can make or break your business, your personal, professional relationships. It can completely sidetrack you and stop you from reaching your goals. So I'm going to ask you, are you protecting your time? How much of your day is eaten up by tasks that could have been done by someone else? Wouldn't you rather spend your time on things that truly matter? The answer should be yes, because you have to, to move the needle on whatever it is you're trying to build. That's where Belay comes in. They are the nation's largest pool of exceptional U.S.-based talent. Belay offers flexible staffing solutions to free you up. Need a virtual assistant to conquer those pesky administrative tasks or maybe an accounting professional to really keep your finances in order? Belay can help with all that and way more. Their personalized matching process saves you the headache of hiring by finding the perfect match for your needs in as little as a week. Focus on what matters the most with the help from Belay. Text SUCCESS, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to learn more and get started.